Good morning, Flagler County. This is Danielle Anderson, your host of Lifeline, the radio show connecting you to positivity here in our community. And we have brought some crime fighters into the studio this morning. Good morning. Good morning. 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 That's a real enthusiastic bunch, let me tell you. We've already had like a little pre-show interview talk and uh, they are super excited about what they get to do. So Jackie, do you want to take the lead and introduce introduce yourself? Absolutely. Good morning. My name is Jackie Terry and I have been a volunteer with Seniors Versus Crime for the past five years or so. And I am the assistant manager and work very closely with a wonderful team of volunteers. All right. Like Tommy. Well, my name is Tommy Main. I have been with the volunteer also. I've been with the Seniors versus Crime uh, inception of its uh, opening here in Flagler County in 2015. And my primary specialty is uh, contracting. That's a big issue to us today. Yes, it is. It's a big issue. All right. My name is Pamela Andrews. I am a volunteer new for Seniors versus Crime, formerly and currently with the Sheriff's Department as Citizens Academy. That's how I got to know about seniors versus crime and i wanted to reach out and help that is awesome so you know pam is actually the one that connected us i didn't realize seniors versus crime was a separate organization from the sheriff's office absolutely we are we are a special project of the florida attorney general's office and by the courtesy of the flagler county sheriff he gives us space for our office in his building that's amazing i think he would really want you guys on the team i've been talking to you you're like like a powerhouse (laughs) We really appreciate all they do for us by by providing us the space, but we are actually a special project of the Florida Attorney General's Office. Uh, We are a a nonprofit organization, so we don't have really any funds. So the sheriff has has done everything to make us uh, feel welcome and give us the space we need to do the outreach that we that we've successfully been able to do. That's awesome. So, Tom, you said you've been with it since the inception. Yes, ma'am. Can you tell us a little bit about how it got started here in Flagler? Well, the the organization has existed for probably over 20 years, and uh, it's throughout the entire state. And what I believe what happened is that the people that run the organization out of uh, out of uh, I think what they're Gainesville or are they Tallahassee, Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Uh, they uh, are trying to get more people involved. Apparently, what that happened was they contacted our manager, Mr. Seymour, Mr. Ken Seymour, and he uh, agreed to form an office, which there wasn't one here. He went out essentially because he was a, a member of the Flagler County Sheriff COP, which I am also a Flagler County member COP. I retired with almost 20 years. Wow. Um, he started reaching out to people that he knew to get more people and the fact that they were fully vetted. Therefore, the backgrounds on us had already been checked. Then we fit right into the program, and that's how we got started. And it's been growing and growing and growing ever since. And, of course, um, like Jackie said a few minutes ago, uh, we're now approaching about 2 million return to our residents in the area. That's incredible. So, Jackie, what does the program actually do? So our mission is, is twofold. The first is for us to act as a liaison, so to speak, with, uh, with citizens in our community that are struggling with perhaps a contractor dispute or they bought a large purchase. An example would be we had a, a client one time that purchased furniture, and when it got delivered, it couldn't fit. And so the furniture company wanted to you know, charge them anyway, too bad, your problem. And so we get in the middle of that and mitigated and bring about a resolution for all parties to prevent them from going, uh, from having to, to spend additional funds through other processes such 
asked, taking them to court, things of that nature. We try to settle it all civilly. We are not, we can't handle criminal cases that we would refer over to the sheriff's department, but we do handle civil cases. The other thing that we do is the outreach, similar to what we're doing today, where we get in front of organizations, uh, groups. We don't care. We've done neighborhood We've done religious. Anybody that needs to hear from us and what we try to do is use that as a way to educate our community about fraud prevention because we know the only way to stop crime via fraud is through education because if you've been defrauded or scammed, I guess would be a better word, uh, then your chance of recovery is about zero. So we have to get out and learn how we keep ourselves and the people we love protected, and that's another part of what we do. So when it says seniors versus crime, is this like senior citizens who've stepped up to help battle crime, or are you helping seniors battle crime? Yeah, so I think initially it started that we that, that everybody was seniors. That was really our focus, but we've gotten to the point where we will help anyone that needs us. So uh, we are the seniors in, in the seniors <laughs> versus crime, and we as, as we said earlier, we all are, are volunteers. So, yeah, we're the seniors. So for people who don't know, um, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in the organization. So for me, I had a a neighbor, an elderly single widow woman, that um, had gotten ripped off from a landscaper. And I was very frustrated about it, and so I started looking for resources, and I couldn't find anything. We called the the, – this was the police department uh, over at the beach. We called. They did a report. They tried to do a reach out, but we got really nowhere. And so I started Googling, and I found Senior versus Crime. And I called, and I reached a caseworker, and I brought um, my neighbor in. And together, they solved and got her recovery. And I'm like, this is right. I, ha- I had just retired, so I was looking for an outlet to be able to help. And, and, and it was just like, God said, here it is. And so that's my story. So is the caseworker kind of like what we traditionally think of as a caseworker, or is it someone who's trained specifically to deal with these kinds of issues? A caseworker, we go through training, um, but they are they are the ones that are at the face. And, and Tommy, Tommy, that's what he's doing. He's actually our senior caseworker and works. His specialty is contracting because that's where we're seeing so much, many issues. But um, they are trained specifically, but they will work different cases. Like he can be doing contracting, but he also may be doing uh, something like the, the uh, large purchase I mentioned or vehicle purchase, things of that nature. Well, what kind of training is involved? Is it like weeks and months of training or is it kind of on-the-job training or how does it work? On-the-job. I mean, we have some, and Pam can speak, we have some uh, book training uh, that you have to sign off on, but there's nothing like the hands-on experience of of sitting with a caseworker, a seasoned caseworker like Tommy is one way that we get the experience. Um, And then you just, you work closely hand-in-hand with a caseworker to then Kind of wean yourself off and start working your own own cases. Wow, that's awesome. And if I may say, um, each one of our volunteers in the office have some kind of affiliation. Like Jackie has her what she came from. Tommy, Thank what he you. came from. Ken Seymour was in police for long law, you know, law enforcement for a very long time. Kathy Romanock, um, she's the head of outreach. She was in for Homeland Security, yeah. retired. Um, we have a retired uh, general from the Army. Wow. We have a lot of people that have been really involved in America. So how did you discover this organization, and, and what made you get involved? Doing outreach with the Sheriff's Department. So, I mean, 
And how long have you been doing this with them? Um, I, well, I, with Seniors versus Crime, about three, four months. Um, however, with the Sheriff's Department, a couple, three years. Um, doing the outreach, going to the community events, letting people know what the Sheriff's Office does. I got introduced with the people in Seniors versus Crime and thought, I'm a senior, I'm retired, I can help. So that's what I do. And that's how I got involved. That's so weird. It's like I think of seniors, I think of like much much older people he's <laughs> like oh we're seniors i'm like are you sure you like fit that category you know because you guys are so active in the community <laughs> tommy's like oh wait wait hold on <laughs> oh, no no i'm just I'm talking about it they're fine i'll leave it alone <laughs> yeah so so what are some of the dip, the typical types of scams because you know every so often the sheriff's office or like flag beach police will put like a, a warning out hey this scam is coming what kinds of things are you guys seeing? What we're seeing the most of, and, and actually if you go out to the Federal Trade Commission, you'll find that what we see here in Flagler County, you also see across the country. Primarily it's impersonator scams, where uh, and it can be service-related. It can be retail-related, like an Amazon. It can be law enforcement-related, um, where they're impersonating someone. And uh, that's where we see the most, and what we're seeing a real increase in right now is they're convincing the victim to pay them in cryptocurrency. There's like three crypto ATMs in the Flagler County area. And that's what they're convincing them to do, to go get their money out of their bank account and then go to the crypto ATM and deposit it. And it's gone just like that. There's no... So my neighbor um, was having my daughter... I told the story to somebody else, but my neighbor was having my daughter take her to go get gift cards. And she was talking with people who were... Um, out of the country and they would stop speaking to her until she sent them a gift card Um, and and finally her son told my daughter said don't do that because this is really what's happening because we thought she was sending it to somebody who needed the gift card Um, and that's what was happening and so are we seeing a lot of that kind of stuff absolutely Uh, gift cards are have been the primary source of repayment since they finally or for payment i apologize uh we've seen that change over since the Providers have the, the service providers like the bankers and the retailers have become way more educated on on wire fraud and things of that nature. So they caution much more. So gift cards became the next form of payment. But now we're all getting a little smarter about gift cards, and no one uh, would ask for payment by gift card other than a scammer. That's just the only way to look at that. If they're asking to be paid by gift card, it's not. It, Jackie, it's a scam. I think it could be said, if I may. No legitimate business takes gift cards as payment. I think that's so strange. It's baffling that people would even, like, fall for that. Well, they, they overwhelm them with either, they, you know, they either uh, express fear um, or they think they're winning something. I mean, it, it's all the emotions that we have as humans, and they just get in there, and they're expert at it. They're trained they don't care what the outcome is. They don't have any feeling one way or another. When I say they, I mean the the uh, scammer, uh, and they just you fall victim. Uh, one of the saddest, uh, some of the saddest cases I have seen have been with dating scams, and we see a tremendous amount of those, especially during the COVID cycle. And that's where they play on your lonely feelings and, and, and feeling isolated and all of that, and they become your friend. And they know lots of things about you, and you think you know lots of things about them. At the end of the day, you start sending them money. We've well, seen as much as six-digit figures. Wow. It's frightening. In Flagler and heart, County? And right here, everything we talk about today is right here in this county. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, 
do you see like um, the younger kids, they're a little more savvy about protecting themselves on social media, but it seems like all the rest of us are kind of just putting everything out there. You know, do you think that's kind of helping build that, that opportunity? I think social media uh, contributes to it. I really do. Um, now, for an example, uh, and you're probably, I do know social media. I don't trust it. I've, we've had people that have thought they were talking to family members, got the information and turned it against them and took them for money. Uh, that's part of the things that we like to talk about. I like to talk about because one of the things, and I don't want to change the subject. but I No, mean, keep on. Okay. Well, one of the things that's going on right now, that's something that we've got to be very, very careful of, and I'd like to get this message out to everybody, is that it is us, you and I, everybody here we have a responsibility to educate ourselves to understand exactly what we're getting into is particularly when we go into contracting and getting involved with business transactions not every contractor is bad by no means we've got some great people out there working but we have an awful lot of people on the other side that are taking advantage one of the things for an example one of the things i i was asked to to cover this is that uh the city of palm coast has now put out a very strong new solicitor's license. Basically, it amounts to this. Anyone coming to your door has to have a license and be in display and carrying it on their person to show that they are licensed within the city of Palm Coast to be able to do what they're doing. Anybody, the only exceptions to that is religious organizations, children accompanied by an adult and anyone that you have personally invited to your home to come and talk to you. So that's a, a, a start. When we go into contracting, one of the things that people do, and they're so guilty of it, is trusting. They believe what people tell them. People don't check. Someone hands you their card and says they're licensed and insured. I have yet to find a client where they went into and actually looked up the gentleman or person to find out if they had a license not only for business but for the proper work that they were trying to accomplish. And then when they say they're insured, they never ask for a copy of their liability insurance. And we've got hurricane season coming up. We just had the the storms the other night. Um, You know, it was on the news that there was a gentleman who was a, a contractor himself saying, Get referrals from people who've used these people before you sign anything. Great advice. Great advice. If you know them, you know who they are. And what you told me the other day at the last outreach that we worked together is that the individual has to be licensed, not just through the company. Well, now, if they can – there might be a clarification on that. If they're hiring, for an example, a, a general contractor, the general contractor can subcontract. And there can be people that's working for the general contractor, but they're working under his envelope. But if you're looking to people like uh, – I had a case just recently. I asked the lady where she found her contract. It got him on the Internet. Well, the Internet, in this particular case, the guy did plumbing work. He's totally unlicensed. He, he only has a business license, and the business license, we found out, is not even registered to him. It's registered to somebody else. So if he's coming to your home and you've hired him to do plumbing, he cannot also jump over and do electrical work. Absolutely He cannot not. build that back porch for you as well unless he's actually – licensed and bonded for that specific work correct depending upon the contract uh depending upon the work to be done there's some work that he may be able to do that doesn't require a specific license landscapers an example like jackie talked about they do not have to have have a license they do not they're not licensed and that it creates some problems 
like Jackie commented on, we have some problems, guys that go in there misquoting some things that they do. And again, the key to this whole thing, Diane, is that money. The, the trigger to this whole thing is when they get somebody coming to them and wanting upfront money, a lot of it. And when they get into that, that's a telltale. Now, there could be some legitimate contractors out there, excuse me, that need money for materials. That's a simple solution, in my opinion. Just say, yes, sir, we understand you do good work. we got references. I'll go with you, and I'll buy the materials. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about how our seniors and even our community can protect themselves from scammers. We'll be right back. Free for all Friday. Well, I think we have leaders and administrators that um, are, are less ego and more humility. Local people, local voices. But you got to prioritize the, the, the necessary versus the nice to have. I'm David Ayers. Join me and my co-host, Brian McMillan. Free for all Friday, following the news at 9 and Pierre's Reality Check. Right here on WNZF with streaming and podcast on the Flagler Radio mobile app. So we are back on Lifeline with Seniors versus Crime, and we're, you know, we're talking about what the, what's the difference between contracting, handyman, you know, because we have a lot of um, women in our community whose husbands have passed away, and they're having to deal with some of these situations, and they, they don't know how to protect themselves. Well, it's, that's a great question from the standpoint, depending upon who you talk to. Uh, some people can say that a contract is even a handshake because of the standpoint that you two agreed that you were going to do something. Is that legal? Well, it depends on what the term, where it would be. Probably not if it was going into court, but a contract is with a licensed contractor or a licensed business. Uh, it could be – we have people that use quotes instead of making it in a contract. Ah. So they just use a quote and they sign it depending upon the work they're doing, like we said. Now, state law says that any state-licensed contract would be people like plumbers, electrical people, build – general con- building contractors, home builders, uh, pool builders, uh, one of our one- wonderful solar companies uh, have to have licenses. And anything that they put out with their logo on it should contain their license number. And they need to look for So how, how can these folks find out more information? Because our, our first go-to is to Google. Let, let's see what what are, what are the things on there or Google reviews. Well, they're in the state of Florida. We have we have and in this area we've got a couple of great sources. The state of Florida. There's a website called www.sunbiz.org, and that will lead you into being able to to, to find out something about the person that you're talking about. And then you also have a, a website called My Florida License. My Florida License leads you to the Department of Business and Professional Regulations website, which then you have the opportunity to put their name in a couple of different ways. You can put it in a company name. You can put it in the person's name and research them to see if you can get more information about them. And that gives you some place to start. We have a tax office that in like on Palm Coast. People there can determine if they've got a license, if they're actually coming in and been licensed to do some work in, in Palm Coast. I'm not sure about the county, how far they carry that, but I think Flagler Beach does also, that they, that they carry it. So there are resources that people can go to. Uh, so where they, where they, what they really need to do is be cautious. And if I can expand just a little bit Please. more while I'm talking. Uh, this solicitations thing, one of the things that we've really got a problem with is, is uh, people understanding 
the information that's being given to them, particularly the people. And one of the things that's been a real serious issue is solar. Solar energy is creating some problems. Uh, I'm not saying that solar energy is bad. I'm saying to you is what the critical issue is. It's a very difficult financial decision. And you have to understand all of the numbers within the information that you're being given. And the other problem we have is we have people coming from out of state, people that they'll put to the door. They get people. Uh, I've got one case going right now where the gentleman was approached. He doesn't have a computer. So all of a sudden, he ends up after a year, he's being notified by a bank in California that he now has purchased a solar system. And he swears to God he didn't do it. Oh, wow. So what happens in a case like that? I'm working on it. <laughs> You're trying to help him get it? Oh, yeah. We're trying to – it's brand new. It's brand new. But uh, we've got some others. We had a company here in our community that's now gone bankrupt. Uh, the company went under, took five different uh, people with them, and uh, these people purchased equipment that some got it, some didn't. Uh, and that was – we really were in trouble there because the guy went under so when you think about, like, these are people who are living on fixed incomes, they will probably never go back to work. And this could wipe out their entire life savings, including their home. You know, what happens? How do we protect them? Well, <laughs> that's a very difficult question because the, the, what we try to do is this situation, just like what we're doing today, this is a, a wonderful opportunity for anyone listening. Just be careful. And, and the other one that I tell people when I do other public speaking Pay for services rendered, not for services promised. That's that I've got that yes. So that, don't pay all the all of it at front. And 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 be careful how you pay, and and look at and be thinking about what you're bringing. Credit card, if it's a legitimate company, and they'll take a credit card. Now you've got some protection on the credit side. Most of these guys don't. They want cash or they want a check, and then they because want because they give you the best cash price. Yeah. Exactly. And then they may say, well, well, just make it out to me, okay, because, you know, I can't – and you know, people do it, and they're trusting, it, and that's okay. And if they've got a great reference, and if they know who they're dealing with, and, they've got, and they know that sort of thing, but if you're working with a stranger, and you're working with somebody that's come to you out of the blue, and they particularly, like you say, the door-to-door thing that's going on, careful. Be very careful. And the other thing they can do? Call seniors versus crime. You'll I was going to say, do you come out and like, like talk to every single person if they call you? Give us a call. I mean, uh, I, I get telephone calls to my wife's chagrin all the time because everybody that I deal with, I give them my personal number. We are only on Jackie may cover this. I'm not trying to tread on you. We're only in our offices on Thursdays. So we can't accomplish what we do in one day. Jackie, what do you need to expand your services and to have more crime fighters? Well, first, if you don't mind, I'd like to just uh, talk a minute about the the widow woman that's trying to make a decision about entering into a contract. Um, what we really recommend, what we really recommend, is that you step back. You don't make any commitment. You have a trusted family member preacher, whoever it is in your life that you trust, take a look with you. Um, Read the fine print. A lot of these proposals will convert to a permanent contract once you sign the proposal. So you want to understand that none of us can read it all. I was in banking for 40 years, and I promise you when you signed a mortgage, you weren't reading the mortgage. Should you have? Maybe. But um, I think that would be my best advice to the person that's 
afraid about making this next decision. Do we have any resources in Flagler County that can look over those kinds of things for somebody who's not sure? Not that I am aware of. Um, we could, uh, we do refer folks out to, you know, volunteer services and things of that nature. But when it comes to, because we had someone looking for someone to help fill out small claim court papers the other day, none of us can do that because you don't, you can't get any sort of. A, a, I don't know if I mentioned it yet, but we don't give any legal advice and that kind of borders on that. So what we suggest is have someone that you trust take a look at it. If it's a big purchase and you're feeling the sales pressure, step back. Um, now, back, I think you were asking how do we basically recruit. Well, how do, what kind of resources do you need you know, to, to expand what you guys are able to do? Do you need anything? We, we need to be able to get out in front of more people. We really do. When I, you know, almost every time I talk to someone that's been victimized, they say, I didn't know about you. And so the only way we can get it out there is thank you for having us today. Thank you, Pam, for getting it together for us and um, do our outreach. Do so, our we outreach. Need, so we need like the Rotary Clubs, the Kiwanis Club. We need, we need HOAs, our, community centers, assisted living facilities, all those people. You yes, need ma'am. every one of them getting you to come to speak. Yes, ma'am. So that, that's amazing because normally, like, nonprofits need cash. Um, all they're asking for is an opportunity to come and be in front of your club and organization or homeowners association. And this would probably be a great time to say our service is absolutely free. And it's free. How can people get in touch with you guys? Okay. Best way to reach us is through our website at Seniors Versus Crime. That's SeniorsVSCrime.com. Our phone number at Flagler. 386-586-2634. We have a Facebook page, Facebook Flagler, or Senior versus Crime Flagler. Uh, those would be the best ways. I also want to mention Federal Trade Commission as my go-to resource to understand what's going on in the scamming world. It's a great resource as well as a way to report fraud if you've, if you've been victimized. So we know that you guys have committed to being at the annual health fair on February 16th at the Palm Coast Community Center. Uh, will people be able to get some resources from you while you're there? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we do have resources. We have some great information, um, Consumer Stop Fraud Guide um, that's put out by our Attorney General, Ashley Moody. So just remember, just check you guys out the website, Seniors versus Crime. www.seniorsvsforversuscrime.com. And our Facebook page is uh, Senior Versus Crime Flagler. There are several other Senior Versus Crime locations on Facebook. You're welcome to visit them as well. I just want to thank you guys for being here. You tell us we a lot more fun than I, I expected. <laughs> and uh, we want to thank our, our uh, sponsors at Flagler Oars, WNZF News Radio, and Flagler News Weekly. And we'll see you next weekend.